little translation from Matthew's uh, gospel there. Uh, Mark's gospel says, some are still living uh, today who will see the kingdom or see Jesus coming in power. Um, so there's a difference of the kingdom sense and the sense of the power of God to transform our lives. I was thinking about uh, the spirit that Jesus is talking about in this text. There is within the human being, I think, and in, in much of the creation, in fact, uh, a sense of hope and of power. Uh, but as the scriptures remind us, often it's after a time of tragedy and discouragement and even defeat. There is within the human heart a sense of power and of hope uh, in the resurrection that we uh, share together as God's people. I was mindful of, I don't know, many of you saw the movie Dunkirk. Um, many of you have, I'm sure. It is a, a wonderful and terrible movie about a moment in our uh, history where uh, the Nazi German army was pressing against the French army predominantly, and they, the Germans had broke through the Ardennes forest and split the French army in half, and they, it looked like it was uh, the total destruction that was coming uh, to the largely French and British army. And so they were uh, pushed out to the, the very boundary uh, in, in France of, uh, of the land, and it was only the sea behind them. Their backs were to the wall. It looked like it was going to be an incredibly tragic defeat. Uh, the Germans uh, depended upon the Luftwaffe, the, the uh, German military air force, rather, to finish the job. But the, the army, the French army, held them off. So this incredible a flotilla of ships came over from the English shore uh, to save uh, thousands, literally thousands, of uh, Allied soldiers. It looked like total destruction. Uh, things were so bad, there was very little hope uh, that anything could save this army. Well, if you know the history, if you saw the movie and didn't know the history, what occurred is that not only what the British ships, 39, I think, destroyers were sent over uh, from England across the English Channel, but thousands of private watercraft people got inspired um, by the tragedy of the events and what they could do to make a difference. And so these folks, if you saw the movie, it was a well-done movie, uh, got in their small craft or larger craft, and they came across the English Channel. It isn't that far. I don't remember how many miles it, it is at that point. But there were thousands of British soldiers, I mean French soldiers, literally up to their shoulders in the water, uh, waiting for rescue. And it worked. Uh, thousands upon thousands were saved from that particular horror of the place we call Dunkirk. Uh, but in the end, if you know the story and the history of what occurred, those tides changed. And ultimately, behind the horror of that experience was the ultimate victory over evil itself. And, and that, certainly that's part of the gospel message as we hear it today. The human spirit, the choice to respond to the tragedy that was before their eyes, allow the, the, the private citizens to, to risk what they had in their own safety to go ahead and save brothers, uh, predominantly brothers at that point, who were on the, uh, the, the peak of the island or the channel near Dunkirk. So a similar kind of story occurs as, as Jesus talks to Peter and the other disciples before he himself goes to, to Calvary, goes to the cross. 
And he's talking about the spirit being within us. So we talk about he would lose his life, would, would, would find it for the sake of losing his life, he would find the spirit of Jesus. Jesus is not necessarily talking about human life and death. He is talking about a spiritual life within us. When it is awakened, there is a sense of power and hope for renewal. You can see that the cross is not just an end to human life. It is the beginning, if you will. It is the dawn to the darkness uh, of the cross. It is the dawn to the darkness of our discouragement, of our hope that God is still at work in the midst of what appears to be human tragedy and human loss. And so Jesus says to Peter, don't think like a human being. Put on uh, the spiritual vision, the, the glasses that I've given to you, that you can see the hope that is behind, behind what I must face in the cross itself. And certainly it's summed up in love, isn't it? That I will face this cross because it is God's will. It is the way that people understand forgiveness and healing and hope when they see tragedy overcome by the power of the resurrection. So Peter doesn't want to think in the spiritual terms. He doesn't want to be awakened to the spiritual reality of, of real life that Jesus is proclaiming. And Jesus is confronting Peter and all of us to, to think in terms of spiritual power that comes even and especially in the midst of darkness and discouragement and seeming defeat, uh, such as we're seeing, uh, of course, today in Houston and uh, I guess in Louisiana. I don't know if the storm has moved on yet. I didn't see that in the news. But in the midst of all the horror and all the loss of, of property and certainly human life, uh, we see neighbors helping neighbors. We see those those boats coming out from uh, wherever people had boats to, to knock on doors and to see if there were people still in those homes as the, the flood waters were rising, uh, as it looked terribly discouraging for some people, especially uh, the weak and the infirm, uh, being helped by their neighbors who needed to help. Uh, the, the goodness of the human spirit, the hope of the human spirit overcomes the tragedies, and in the midst of tragedies, whether it's 9-11 or Pearl Harbor, uh, uh, something healing and hopeful also emerges. There is a dawn in every darkness. Uh, in the midst of death and discouragement, there is the promise of tomorrow and the promise of resurrection. I was uh, listening to some of the, the newscasts, and I'm sure some of you have been wrapped in attention to uh, what's occurring uh, there as well. As the, the co-founder of uh, um, Home Depot, was talking, and what a cheerleader this man was. He said, what we have to do in, in terms of businesses, especially Home Depot, is to ratchet up all of the, the sense of contribution that we can to overcome, uh, to help people overcome their loss of property uh, and, and certainly deal with the tragedy of their life. And as he was talking, I uh, said, we've got to quit talking about tax cuts. We need to get the government behind giving all that we can to this tragedy, and as he talked, I was uh, sensing a cheerleader who was saying, we need to reach deep uh, into our, our prayer life, our spiritual journeys, and pray for the people of, of that a part of Texas and the coast, and to also be generous in our response financially. Then he said something uh, that struck me powerfully. He said, we know God is behind this call to generosity and compassion, and that through our, our goodness and our caring and our generosity, this, this evil will sense also the a healing of our nation and the division that has uh, so much bound us in these last weeks. So I was listening to this co-founder of Home Depot challenging us to, to be those who reach deep into our pockets, first financially, 
but also our spiritual hopes and what God has given to us as people of hope and of resurrection, even amidst the darkness. It's so easy to give in to the darkness, isn't it? And to defeat and to fear and to worry about our loved ones and what they're facing. But we know that God is still at work in the midst of our deepest discernment of, of fear and anxiety and even discouragement and defeat. I was um, on a trip and thinking about the power of love and what Jesus was talking about in terms of spiritual life versus the physical life, of being alive to the promises of God amidst the tragedies that we face, that God is working on our neighbors' hearts, uh, even in our own losses and our own fears. And I was uh, on, a, on a trip. I don't know, some of you have probably heard this story of Greyfriars Bobby, a uh, little Sky Terrier, a little dog. Uh, there are variations of this story. Uh, it took place in Edinburgh, Scotland. It's about a little terrier, and, and in the story that I read, he was owned by a, a shepherd, and it was his only possession. It was romanticized. But there's a grain of truth in it, and uh, the story I'd like to believe is completely true. Uh, the, this particular shepherd passed away after owning his, his dog for a number of years, but the dog obviously survived many years, and he was taken uh, by the, the soldiers of the fortress that's above uh, the city of Edinburgh. Uh, and they raised him and cared for him. But when uh, the evening, I think cannon shot off at, at a certain hour, uh, about that time, the dog would descend from uh, the fortress wall. It was a sheer cliff there. Nobody really could uh, do that easily. But this little terrier would come down the walls of uh, that, that steep hill behind the city, and he would go and lie on his master's grave. Uh, some of you may have heard that story. It's a story about the love the, the shepherd or Mr. Gray that called uh, in some main uh, system of belief about the truthness of this story. Uh, John Gray was the man who owned uh, the dog. But the truth of the story was the dog lay on his master's grave uh, and for many, many years and ultimately died there. So the story of love's transforming power is within the human creation uh, to make a difference and to believe that we can make a difference from the way we live and let the spirit of love and power uh, transform our thinking even in the midst of discouragement. This little dog was so uh, such a witness that they put in the middle of a, now a very busy street in Edinburgh the picture of, uh, the statue rather, of a sky terrier looking at that particular cemetery to this day to point out the power of love and the way we live and move and have our being every day. It's in the existence, and we can bring it to life, or we can let it be buried. So the sense of a hope as Jesus is talking is he encouraging us to live our life fully and to believe that even in the midst of tragedies, God's best day is yet to come, and to encourage us to believe. And you think about what occurred with those uh, 11 disciples, defeated men, and how because they believed they were transformed by the spirit and power of love, the entire world changed. Always think about that. 11 uneducated people, by the power of their faith, changed the world. Amen.